You are now tuned into the Antidote Podcast with DJ Graphmatic and Paulie Dance. Subscribe now and please consider leaving us a 5-star review. Take the Antidote. Of the podcast called The Antidote or The Antidote Podcast. (laughs) Take the antidote. Take the antidote, fools. Just take it right now. Yep. If you're listening now, then definitely you've decided to take the right path and hopefully lead to some some awareness and some dope shit. Yep. Take just kind of what we're going to cover today. We're going to cover some dope shit music. 
Yeah. So we love music. We love talking about music. We love discussing music and some of our most popular episodes are ones where kind of we break down albums. So we do this every once in a while and it's been a while since we did it. We did the end of the year review, the end of the decade review, but in terms of, you know, what's popping and what's happening right now, uh, it's been a while. So we got some catching up to do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we won't go too far back. We'll go like winter, winter albums. We'll call it. Through, yeah, uh, pretty much winter, you know, end of, end of year, early 2020 shit. So yeah, so so what you've been listening to, Craftmatic? Everybody wants to know what the DJ be listening to. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and some people get mad because I don't be listening to some of the same shit that people do. But whatever, what I consider good might not be as good to some other people. So <laughs> I'm just put that out there. Um, so I mean, for me, man, it's it's been it's been pretty dope. I think December was actually a really hot year or month, excuse me, for mm-hmm. music. Um. It was kind of hard because our album reviews, it was like we kind of had to have everything solidified by by the time some of these albums drop. But uh, definitely, I know one one heavy, heavy album that I've been playing in rotation pretty tough is Katra. Uh, Katra Nada, uh, the album had just dropped. And if you don't know, now you know. It's called check Bubba. Out. It's called Bubba. Um, literally, he's one of the best producers like i think we've talked about katra on here i know i've, I've mm-hmm. had him in a few of my mixes i know i think we've even done him song of the week possibly if i can remember i don't know yeah with van jess oh yes yep we did do it with van jess katranata is literally just just something new dope um you know i don't know what to call his style that's the thing like there's there's not really a box you can put katra in um <clears throat> i would say he does make like a lot of two-step two-step-ish kind of beats, um, yeah. you know, especially on his latter days. Uh, Bubba was a complete flip for me. Not complete, because there was still like that that same cadence, but there was a little bit of, you can tell, some Afrobeat influence um, on some of the songs. But then you also get back to that groovy kind of two-step vibe. And boy, does he deliver, man. And he has some, and he has some A1 ga- uh, guest list on there, at least for me. Um, the people that I, I liked, everybody that he had feature-wise. Yeah, the some, album. some amazing features. Let me just go through some of them. Pharrell Williams, Tinashe, uh, Goldlink, Charlotte Day Wilson, who's a frequent collaborator of Bad, Bad, Not Good, and Katranata, Estelle, Van Jess, uh, Masego, Caliuchis, Mick Jenkins, Sir. I, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's a who's who. Moses. Yeah, it's a who's who of... of modern pop music, I would say modern dance pop music. Um, definitely from top to bottom, an amazing album. Katranata, I would say a top five producer right now, for sure. Closer to the top of that list for me personally, in terms Absolutely. Of my favorite current producers. Um, but kind of just dropped this album out of nowhere and it's straight fire. Not one track. I skipped through this. Right. Well, until I kind of got the gold link, but that's another situation. That's <laughs> for another. Yeah, it's another story day. But I mean, even the track is still fire. You can't hate on it. But anyways, yes, fucking top to bottom. I mean, ten percent. Well, it really just starts for me. Like I love do it. Do it has that has that really good vibe to it, where it just kind of sets everything. Like it sets the pace, um, and then it goes right into to the music. And this is the thing about I love about the album. If you play it from start to finish. He has no no gaps between when the next song 
ends and when the next song starts. So it almost sounds like a mix. Yeah. Um, just because of the flow of it, the flow of it itself, they really go well together and they're pretty much similar in tempo. So when things change or slows down a little bit, they kind of flow into each other. You know, it made it sound really, really dope. Uh, Go DJ is one of my favorite songs right now. Um, I believe that made it on Michelle Obama posted her workout list or something like that. And that was on there. It was on um, Obama's end of the year. Yeah, it was on Obama's too. end of the year. Maybe that's who it was. It made both the Obama it, lists. I think. Oh, yeah, it made both of them. There you go. So, uh, and that's not the first time Catra's made it. You know, Catra's dope, man. Um, he's super slept on. And then, of course, just the talented vocalist that he has on there with Caliuchis, Van Jess, Estelle, uh, Charlotte Day, uh, Tidra Moses, uh, Durand Bernard, who I'd never heard before this one, uh, was really good. Iman Omari. Um, Tanache, I mean everybody on there that he had was dope, and then of course he has the he has a Pharrell Williams feature where you could tell that they definitely collabed on the sounds and whatnot. And man, it's just a vibey album, like super vibey. I can put this on and just ride in a whip for for a long time without no skips. It puts me in the right mood. It brings it got the right tempo for me. I don't mm-hmm. like uh, albums that get too slow sometimes. Man, everybody's in that trap shit right now, so trap is like super heavy. And I kind of like want to break that up because everybody just listens to that. That's like the main thing that's out there. So when you got something that's faster, has that good tempo and a vibe to it, man, it's, it's so much better for setting the tempo for even your day or whatever. So I highly recommend Bubba uh, Katra for anybody listening. Yeah. It's an amazing album. My favorite track is go DJ on here. What, what track is your favorite? Um, as I've listened to it more, Go DJ is probably my, also my, my next favorite, but, or is my favorite. But uh, when I initially talked about this album, I really loved, um, uh, Puff La, uh, Gray Area, um, Free Fall, Culture. So it's, it's honestly really hard to put my favorite. I know I, I really love Go DJ. Uh, plus I'm a DJ. So it's like, for me, this is like a club setter a little bit, but only in the, only in the clubs that got like, like dope people in it. (laughs) You're not going to hear this in the top 40 clubs. Like I'm not going to play this in my downtown venue down here in Colorado Springs. Like I probably won't play it just because people ain't on it. But outside of that, probably 10%. Um, yeah. I need my 10%. <laughs> uh, that shit is dope. That's a dope Kelly Uches. Kelly Uches is probably the most slept on R&B artist, I think. Oh, yeah. She's definitely one of them, for sure. Um, she, she's, she's definitely been making a quiet storm. She's been featured on a lot of people's albums. And she just has that voice, that sultry voice, that flair. So, super dope. Uh, she's like the Colombian Amy Winehouse, kind of. She looks yeah. just like the Colombian Amy Winehouse, too. Yeah, that's a, that's like a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just awesome. I can't remember a single track that she hasn't turned into gold. Right. Yep. All day. So, I mean, if you guys have not checked Katra Bubba, um, you, you really, sl- you're just slip right now. Like, it's, Yeah, go it's, put that shit on. Yeah, go put that on right now. <laughs> Play it top <laughs> to bottom and then let us know what the fuck you think because we know that's fire. And if you don't, oh well. So I actually, that actually brings me to a point of where I hate where, because he was actually going on a rant like two days ago. Um, Katra was mm-hmm. on Twitter about people just wanting wanting that old sound like oh we want that old Katra back like what does that even mean like <laughs> as I always say that shit about everybody right about yeah. musicians we want that old Kanye we want that old Chance the Rapper what we want the old Katra Nada right if if you want 
the same thing, then go stick with a normal artist, like a, a B or C list artist or producer who will make the same shit over and over. If they're not evolving and getting better, then that's just the problem. Like the goats never mm-hmm. stopped evolving. You would never see somebody who hit a progression wall. You don't hear Pharrell really doing the same thing. Like his stuff, he might go through phases or periods where it sounds the same, but there is nothing that he's done in the last 30 years that sounds the same. Um, The list goes on. I don't don't have to even name lists. Like if you listen to music, if your favorite producer or your favorite rapper or artist is not going through progressions and that's where your artist, you can have him wherever you want to, but he sucks and kind of, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, artists are... True artists will always try to to grow, to learn more, to live through more, to put out their art. And I mean, yeah, the old K Tronada shit was dope, but we want to see the 2.0 K Tronada. Right. And he brings it on Bubba. Yep. And he's progressed every single time. I mean, you go from all his, his old stuff till now, from 99.9% up till now. Um, I mean, this is this is where we're at. So you can't be mad. Go listen to it. It's really dope. I'm telling you, you won't be so disappointed. Um, what's what's another one that you've been peeping that, that came out late in the year, Paulie, that was just super dope? And Yeah. So uh, another one that I wanted to t- talk about that I've also, you know, kind of ran through a bunch of times is the Free Nationals album. I know this was one of my most anticipated albums for like two years, two and a half years or <laughs> yeah, something. For like at least two years. I mean... <laughs> and but it finally dropped and um is fire from beginning to end another one that i really don't skip um the album opens with shafiq hussein from the sarah collective shafiq hussein i guess named the free nationals so he was kind of like their mentor uh if you ever kind of dig into that la jazzy hip-hop kind of scene shafiq hussein's pretty much behind 99% of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, even I would say that kind of spacey vibey 2010s kind of sound like uh, the, you know, the Erica Badu new America kind of albums kind of sound was really directly influenced by Shafiq Hussein. I mean, he's influenced everyone from not just the free nationals and Anderson pack, but also, um, like Tyler, the creator of the internet. Yeah, they pretty much... All those dudes. Yeah, and if you listen to any uh, old episodes, we, we've talked about that. Um, Sarah basically was the, was, was the pusher of that. So yeah, when you come to this Free Nationals album, it's like, damn, he's got them on the first... He's got, mm-hmm. you know, they got them on the, on the first track. He got Shafiq Hussein. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he opens the album and also amazing features. Kaliuchis, which we just talked about. She's on a track with Mac Miller, uh, who we'll get into in just a moment. Yep. Uh, Benny Sings is on here. Sid from the internet is on here. Daniel Caesar is on here. Um, Chronix is on here. It's just Benny Sings. T.I. T.I. kills it. Kanye or Conway Westside Gun. Yeah. Conway and Westside Gun. Uh, then they're the you may have heard of the Free Nationals before we didn't get into it yet, but they're Anderson Pack's backing band when he tours, right? So Anderson Pack, he's on one song on here, Gidget, amazing track. Um, but this is another one that I just really love. It's a lot of soul, a lot of R and B, but really he's got funk to it. 
yeah really it's a i would say it's a funk album above and beyond anything else yeah definitely um I would have to agree there. And, and we fit and we've, we talked a little bit about this album when it dropped, when we were kind of doing our album reviews and things like that. Uh, we definitely featured Gidget on there, mm-hmm. um, you know, for one of the episodes as well for song of the week. Um, like you said, it was like, it was a two year wait and cause beauty and Essex dropped two years ago. Right. And it was, it was a literally like, I think December of 2017. So when we first heard that drop i know me and polly was hella excited like damn about time we're about to get this free nationals album and then like it just kept sitting and sitting and sitting and then they kept dropping singles like then we got a few more singles we got uh we end up getting time as one of the singles so rest in peace mac with that track and then we end up getting um what was another one shibuya maybe i think shibuya maybe was another one that was out there yeah shibuya and um the Chronics track dropped Eternal about, Light. Eternal Light dropped about a couple months before the album. Yep. So, so we get all of those singles. So we got like four singles out of the out of the album, and we were just waiting. And this is over a two year span, and it really just didn't disappoint. It, it's as Polly said, it's it's funk. It's got some jazz influence. It's got a little bit of uh, dub reggae, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with Eternal Light in there. Um, they, there's River. a couple of jam songs like Lester Diamond where they're just kind of jamming out. Yep. Well, the ones that don't feature any, pretty much feature anybody else. That's like the, mm-hmm. the, the main ones on there, you know, um, on site is dope with Jid on, on, on that one as well. Um, you know, spitting on it. Beauty yeah. and Essex is one of my favorite, favorite, like R and B songs of the new shit. It's got that, that old time sound on it and it's just wow 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 and it's got what it's got that flavor it's got it's mm-hmm. got what you need when you're looking for a dope album together you know um the band really just knows how to work together their riffs and everything especially Lester Diamond like I love that track just because it is untouched there's yep. nothing else on it except for them going ham um I, I love just music like that like sometimes it doesn't need words um and it was one of those um, yeah, one other thing I could say about this album is like, if you listen to this around your girl, like nine months from now, your life will be ch- completely changed <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get a bottle of red and hey, if you like white, you can get a bottle of white, whatever. But if you're hanging out with your girl, listening to this free nationals album, you going to have some children. At least definitely from two, three, and four, you know, we got Beauty and Essex on site and Shibuya like right after each other. You you cannot pull out to this album. That's (laughs) so don't blame them if you got if you got a baby in October. (laughs) Little baby. I know about that. (laughs) Mine's October baby, so I know about all that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but for real man it, it just doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't disappoint it gives you everything that you would want to hear on it um it's got a callum uh, connor feature which is really dope as well he's from the internet i uh, know um, callum connor is actually the drummer on or the he's the drummer sorry when, when anderson pack isn't with them right but i know he messes with uh, quite a yeah. few people he collabs all over the place so really yeah really calum and Kiefer also produced a couple tracks on ventura and oxnard for anderson yep what's your favorite track on the free nationals and it's a self-titled album free nationals um uh honestly it probably is beauty in essex okay. i just always love that track or it might even be the, the lester diamond joint Lester Diamond, that's a dope one too. My favorite's Apartment. 
with Benny Sings on it. Okay. Just a good combo. I just like Benny on those kind of beats. I don't know. He just got like that Hall and Oates kind of sound to him. Right. He really does though. Nostalgic and just awesome. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a good one, man. Um, yeah. So if you haven't heard the Free Nationals album, go grab that very quickly. <laughs> it was definitely one of the best albums of last year, no lie. So if you have not heard that yet, you need to go get it. Hell yeah. Uh, another album that I dropped before the end of the year that I wanted to, to cover is uh, these two of these guys was featured on the Free Nationals album. I'm talking about Griselda. And Griselda, for those that don't know, it's Conway, West Side Gun, and Benny the Butcher. Yep. And it's just kind of, they got their their classic East Coast sound. They're uh, from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo. So, <laughs> what they say is brick out. <laughs> and this album is the first album on Shady Records. So their first collaboration with Shady and Griselda. Uh, one thing about these guys you got to admire is their work ethic. They're constantly dropping content. Yeah. They're either featuring or they're dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of that. And it, I just love the the old school boom bap feel that they bring to this. Yeah. Like, it's it, When you're talking about that rap, that hip hop, you know, I, I and you can't say that these guys aren't lyrical, but uh, you know, th- some of them are okay. But definitely, they can spit. Like I've I've heard them spit. Like Con- Conway is probably one of the best spitters out there. Yeah, and um, Benny the Butcher too. Under yeah, Benny storyteller. Too. Yeah, great storyteller. Um, really into the drug rap. But like this is like heavy drug rap. <laughs> yeah. So this is like the Coke bars and everything else that that's, that's what you're going to get from this. But, you know, as we've been fans of people like, uh, you, you know, Freddie or, uh, push it, push I'm trying to think anybody else, even a little bit of like Rick Ross, stuff like that. Those are all uh, Coke rappers. You know, these guys probably deliver at the top, man, along with, uh, <laughs> Freddie. Um, but when they come, when it it just sounds like it, it sounds like you're about to go rob a bank, you know, like this, this is, this is that shit. (laughs) Uh, And if it sounds like they would have, like, it almost sounds like they would have, uh, somebody like a, uh, premiere doing their beats or something, but it's, it's all them, man. It's just a lot of their team and, uh, really their grind and kind of their, how they stick together and have their own kind of fashion. They do kind of remind me of a modern Wu-Tang. Yeah. In a way, because they're, they're kind of out there. They're, it's grimy. It's super sound, grimy. You know, it's straight from the streets. And then on top of it, the work ethic, they're just really on another level in terms of a group. Yeah. Uh, I know all, the, all three of them. I know the ASAP group came from the East Coast, but that was kind of a different thing to me that, that they were doing compared to like Griselda kind of got that old school nineties feel to it. It does. Like, and we've talked about this before. It's like, it feels like this generation is like drug users and abuser kind of, <laughs> and they're more like the, the pushers, like you, that's how you kind of manage, imagine them. And they rap like that. That's kind of like how they sound too. It's yeah. not like there's any fake behind it. At least it don't sound fake to me. Cause them dudes be sounding like they for real about to run up on you hard, hardcore. Yeah. I was watching um, like one of their videos, like the behind the scenes or whatever. And, Conway just be walking through the streets of New York by himself, 
Like he, he said, he never got a bodyguard or nothing like that. Doesn't ever seem like anyone got any problems with these guys either. Yeah, and I don't think they want to start no problems. Do 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 do. It might be for real. <laughs> Come get your shit hit. Um, yeah, no, for real. Like they, um, I think they do a great job of just, uh, you know, putting on for their city and and everything that they do. It, it just sounds really good. Like it's super clean. Bars is bars is hard. Um, I think my favorite track on there for sure is got to be. Um, um, damn, I just had it. What What was yours? My bad. I, Go ahead. Uh, my favorite one on here, Dr. Birds is great. We played it last week on one of the intros. Yeah, Dr. Birds. Um, tell Virgil put brick on my brick. Yeah, that's just a hard, <laughs> that's just a hard hook right there. <laughs> yeah, Cruiserweight Coke, though, is probably my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say Cruiserweight. I was trying to remember the name, like, and I'm yeah. messing it up, and I'm like, Cruiserweight Coke. And yeah. it's pretty cool. This one starts with Raekwon. He kind of passing the torch at the beginning of the album here, but it, now it's their time to shine. It's their first major, real major release. They've released everything on their own independently until now. Uh, now they're on Shady Records, and I, I guarantee you in the next couple of months, they'll probably drop another two or three albums between them. Yeah, for so sure. Watch out for Griselda. The, the album's called WWCD. What would It stands for What Would Chin Gun Do? And Chin Gun was like, their leader of their group when they were growing up and he had passed away. I don't know what, I think he got shot or something like that, but uh, they named the album after Chinga Gun called, called it WWCD. Yep. What would Chinga Gun do? So now let's kind of drive into uh, some albums that dropped in 2020 already. Um, and there's a lot still to come in 2020 that I'm excited and am anticipating. But uh, the first kind of big hip hop album that I was digging was The Circus by Mick Jenkins. And um, you want to talk about an artist that's always evolving. He also pretty more on the artistic side. Um, he's from Chicago. Mick Jenkins, I think, is one of the more underrated rappers in the game. Even, you know, even if we're talking underground rappers, he's one of the more under, underrated underground rappers right now, I'm, I think. Oh yeah, he always gets he always gets left out of the conversation. He reminds me of like Denzel Curry, because um, mm-hmm. Denzel Curry always gets left out of the conversation, and he's kind of just like the same with that. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's kind of on that same on that same level where he gets left out, and uh, yeah, he he definitely came with it on this one. I'm I'm very happy with where his discography landed um, because he has shown like a lot of uh, a lot of growth, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time I think I heard him was, ooh, I don't even know. Probably the, the first. Yeah, I think I heard The Waters, but I think it was more of his album. I think the first one that I remember hearing was um, um, Waves way back in 2015. Oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah, Waters, Waters, The Waters was 2014. I think that's when I, I might have started hearing or seeing his name, but the waves yeah. is where I first actually heard him, heard him. And then, um, you know, he dropped, he's dropped a few little pr- uh, pieces here and that pieces of man was really dope. And, uh, so was the healing component. Like both of those was really, really dope albums. So he dropped, uh, the healing component, which was a full album in 2016 and then pieces of man in 2018. Um, he just dropped the circus in 20, in 2020. And, 
it lived up to my expectations. Uh, I, I felt like he was going to give me something, especially after hearing about who was going to be producing on the album and everything. Um, because he was like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to put these producers on or at least the tracks that we had. And these are guys that we've already been up on. So that made me even like hyper to know who exactly was, was on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, having all the producers and everything that that had involved. Um, I believe I am nobody yep. uh, was one of them, which uh, I am nobody as a selection, a selection, you know, person. Uh, um, hit boys on the track. Hit boy. Um, not remembering who's. He had the, the, he had the first one. He was actually on the first track. Yep. So yeah, great producers. He's worked for uh, with K Tronada a bunch of times. He's on the ninety or on the Bubba album that we discussed at the top of that episode as well. Yeah, um, the gray area, one of the best rap features on that album. But uh, Mick Jenkins, I love him for his versatility because it seems like he has a different flow on every single track that he's ever done. Yeah, he's never not the he. Yeah, he's never he's rarely the same. Like he doesn't have a same cadence. I think he rides it differently. Yeah. Sometimes it, I used to get him mixed up with Baz sometimes because okay. they kind of sound the same on some tracks. Yep. But um, I can hear the clear difference if I now I can tell them apart. Like I know who's who based on the tones. But yeah, and and the thing is, he'll never attack the beat the way you think he will. Right. Like, he doesn't take the obvious approach of of how to you know how to rhyme over that beat. Yeah, if it's like a trap beat, you think he's going to kind of like come in and ride it slow or do like some, you know, like how everybody's kind of doing it. He's doing Mm -hmm. it differently. Like he's finding a whole different cadence to even rap it to. And it makes you think like the beat's messed up, but it's not. It's like literally him rapping the way he's rapping. And then you got to hear how he's rapping, like and what he's saying. Everything's got content like uh, Carefree which is my favorite by yeah. far on this, on this whole project carefree. It was produced by black milk. Um, you know, like the, the way he came on that beat was crazy. The first of all, black milk was a little, was, was really crazy with the beat. I love what he yes. did. You never would have guessed it's a black milk beat. I would never would have guessed that's a black milk beat at all. And it's super dope. Like just totally different. It's got like that, trap but it's still got that hip-hop feel and then the way that mick is rhyming about it and then the video too which is dope go check it out uh carefree is the track um that's a perfect example of writing the the cadence differently than you would expect and then he switches it up again like he switches up his cadence like a couple times in that track yeah and um yeah he, he gives it that flair i love it man yeah he's really dope really slept on uh I hope some of these bigger artists give him some features so he can get a little bit more shine. <clears throat> right. He's an amazing artist, but yeah, Carefree is my favorite track on there as well. Um, the light is pretty dope too, featuring Earth Gang. And I think Mick Jenkins is on tour with Earth Gang right now. So if he's in the city near you, go check him out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a, it was a small, was, I feel like it's an EP. It says it's an album, but it's, it's seven tracks. Minutes. Yeah. So, uh, but still, still a great ride. If you're talking about riding your whip or something like that, it's a great, it's a great ride. It's a great ride. And carefree kind of remind me, give me like a, a big crit kind of vibe to it as well. I'd love to see big crit on the remix to that track. Oh yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Go check that one out. What's some other ones that you've been peeping? Uh, another dope one that just kind of dropped here in 2020 is the deluxe edition of revenge of the dreamers three the director's cut yes and, sir um 
we covered the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 album in great detail before. So now they came out with the director's cut. It's like the deluxe album. They added like a whole nother album of content to it. And I think they call it the director's cut because the director got cut. There's no J. Cole on any of the new tracks. Um, but everybody else is on here. Uh, Jid's got a track. Earth Gang got a track. Bass and Kaz got a track. Uh, Buddy's on here. Saba Smino. Um, Ari Lennox, of course, on here. Vince Staples, Childish Major, Six yep. Six Black, or however you pronounce that. Six Lack. Six Lack. <laughs> nah, Slack. it's Black. Black. <laughs> the internet be making fun of that. It's six Lack. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you're pronouncing his name. Like, how do you say it? You know what I mean? To make yeah. everyone understand who we're talking about, you have to say Six Lack. <laughs> but I mean it makes sense for sure <laughs> You guys know who we're talking about If you don't then it probably doesn't even matter anyway Right exactly <laughs> You heard him But yeah you're right about adding a whole Basically another album There's 10 new tracks um, So I mean this is already a, a lengthy album Of just fire shit And they just added 10 more tracks And now there's 30 whole tracks to this like thing 30 tracks 28 of them are certified bangers yeah, for, for sure. sure. I mean, oh yeah, it's. Crazy, I mean, man. I think, and I feel like for some reason that I'm glad that they kind of saved these because these might be hotter than some of the ones that are on the album. To be honest, like the original drop, like and and that's kind of crazy to say. Um, of course, I don't think there's anything better than like Under the Sun, Down Bad, Lambo Truck's pretty dope. Big Black you know, Truck though is fucking. But dope. yeah, Big Black <laughs> Truck is fire. Uh, Still Up is dope. Out of Pocket is dope. Late night is dope. Like I, I enjoyed every, almost every track of the, I think I enjoyed every track of all of these. Um, yeah, man, for sure. Passcode Smino. Who knew that we needed Smino and Ari Lennox? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With buddy too. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's even crazier. It's like, yeah, I love that buddy's getting his shine now though, because, um, <laughs> he's so cold and so does the same same for Smino and Saba what's like um, all these people man Reason Smino Saba um, Buddy Ari J- and, Gang. and Jid I think is gonna really be the yeah, big, Jin biggest is, star Jin of is, all those guys I think yeah for sure uh, I think Jid is kind of like the star amongst them he's like he's like the just the Atlanta Kendrick and we've covered him before of yes. course I think we've talked to him in like the last two years <laughs> so you can yeah. tell how much we really like Jid um, but he, and he proves it though. He goes out there and he would go toe to toe with anybody in wreck shop. So, man, I mean, yeah, the director cut, I, those 10 tracks are just so all, they're all so good, man. Like I'm, I'm enjoying every last one of them. Bus it was so dope. Um, with just Ari on it on a Monty yep. Booker beat. <laughs> like, yeah. Talk about what you needed, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Monty Booker, uh, produced three of the tracks that are on the, um, director's cut version here he did spin move bus it bus it and i think up up and away yep and up up and away so those ones are all uh monty booker beats monty booker producer from chicago i would put him in my top five favorite producer list like i would k Tronada as well yeah especially for up and comers and new guys like yo mm-hmm. that dude is that dude's next level <laughs> he's cold if you've never listened to like selection radio or anything like that, then you probably never got introduced to Monty Booker. That was the first time we've been, we're introduced to him. Yeah. And then of course, Smino as well. Um, 
yeah, listen to a Smino album and you'll see who Monty Booker is. Uh, amazing, amazing artist, producer, just kind of his ear for samples is great. And he has kind of a timeless production sound to it. Like it could have come out in any era. Right. It really could. And and they could do um, anything that they want to when it comes to, or he can, especially when it comes to like changing the beats and anything like that. Like, and then just having, just having these MCs on it. Like it's crazy. It's crazy how just, how hard and and i know they said they recorded like over 200 tracks so there's so much more out there that we haven't got to hear yet um it's just crazy that they have all these tracks and how good they came out yeah and the day before the album dropped jid was posting a track list which wasn't correct but a lot of the songs were correct but there was two tracks that were left out um there was a track with jid and isaiah rashad that was left out so i'm guessing they'll put that on jid's album and then there's a j cole and anderson pack track which was left out, but there was no J Cole tracks put on here. So I bet J Cole is probably going to drop an album in the springtime or something like that. And he'll have that on there. Yeah. I think, I think they left some of those off purposefully, um, which is good for me. I'm okay with that. There's, there's so much stuff out there that they, they really grew from all that. So if there's guys who recorded a whole album out there, it is what it is. I'm great with that. Just, then I'll it could have been honestly, Honestly, it could have been Griselda could have recorded an album there because they're not featured on anything, but they were there. But they might have just been the weed dealers. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were just like, we just stopping through, dog. <laughs> it's like, you guys need a pound? <laughs> yeah. What's I call? Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Y'all need some weed? Like, <laughs> all them dudes in there, man. It's such It was such a dope idea. And I'm glad... Um, and honestly, we've seen that idea. Like I love watching in the producer kind of side of it with the playlist sessions from mm-hmm. uh, Jazzy Jeff. And he invites all the people to his house and they have so many DJs and producers that get together and create the dope shit. Um, basically that's the same thing. So it's really dope to see that though, because J Cole is on just, we know Jazzy Jeff is a goat, but like he's on a different level or status when it comes to MCs and stuff like that. He basically has access to whatever at his whim. And it wasn't like he, he didn't need to go grab like the biggest names in hip hop. He went and grabbed just the best that maybe none of y'all knew about and really took all these guys, all these dudes, all these ladies and went in there and just created some dope shit. And I love that part too, that he's really giving love to all the other females out there, like the singers and rappers, like Dreezy holding her on, on there. Um, Ari doing her thing, you know, um, Jamila Woods was on some of the original stuff. Like it's really dope to see all these people getting their shine. So I I was super hype about all of that. Yeah. That's the best part of it is, you know, he's got the people that are next on here and J. Cole never has any features, but so for this album and the director's cut, he got all the features. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Like they literally everybody's a feature. And that's so dope to me. <laughs> yeah. So it dope. just I don't know. To me, it just seems like J. Cole's really about protecting the culture, I would say. Oh yeah, for sure. Um and and keeping it inclusive. I think mm-hmm. he's not I think he's not looking for like like I said, the the mainstream guy or anything like that. He's not looking for that. He's looking for who's got next, who's building the next sound. And um yeah, literally everybody on there is building the next sound. They're making they're making the music that's gonna be uh great in the in the years to come. 
And yeah, so some of the biggest artists of this new decade are, are going to be from this album. Right. Absolutely. So go check that out if you have not. Um, it's, it's really dope. Like I said, you, you really want to go listen to that. Um, yeah. I mean, do you have some honorable mentions out there before we kind of get into the next set of albums or anything else that was out there that might have caught your eye over the last couple months? Let's say those are the ones. Uh, Sunday sauce, butterscotch, drizzle. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the best one in a long time, too. <laughs> Sunday sauce. Uh, S-U-N-D-A-E like some ice cream Sunday sauce got two U's in it S-A-U-U-C-E presents butterscotch drizzle and uh, this is kind of jazzy funky chill hop hip hop beats lo-fi yeah lo-fi beats to study to (laughs) and work to whatever kind of sound and they got a who's who of the artists of that genre or those kind of genres. I, you know, it's a lot of, it's just kind of funky jazz with the hip hop beat. Right. So I'm a little bit more up, up tempo, almost disco y little. And then some of it isn't, but that's, what's so dope about it is like, and we've been, I think we were on this way before this kind of like things to study to or whatever playlist started popping mm-hmm. up over the last couple of years. I think over the last two years, it's really blown up, yep. but like every we've been on these probably since like 2015 or 16 or probably even earlier. And, um, you know, going back to vanilla, who's like the yeah. OG dude of this sound, he's been doing these yeah. since the early two thousands and things like that. Yeah. I think um, it's also, um, new jobbies or yeah yeah they would consider like new jobbies dilla like the originators those you know of course of like lo-fi sounds because they would kind of make everything crackly have like almost a a, a, just like a vintage sound and feel um you could hear the the crackles and things like that from the records in the actual sample they would incorporate that in there that's kind of where all that came from and um yeah, the, the, just coming up to 2020, this this butterscotch drizzle was so good. Like this was this was like the who's who of this sound. Um, literally, they had Ian Ewing. If you've never heard of him, so dope, definitely top notch. Uh, KMB, another selection uh, guy that really started blowing up off of there, and now he's been on a couple of these. Uh, Bungalow, Bungalow has been on several of these projects with the Sunday Sauce Group. Uh, September Youngster, another selection kind of uh, person in Pure Colors, who's done a lot of work with Flamingosis and some others. He's really dope. Um, shout out to Pure Colors. Uh, Geo Theory, another selection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're, we can go down the list. Googans, bonus points. Like West Wax, Saib. The all these guys have been around for a long time doing this this type of sound, and they really brought their A game. That's all I can say. If you're talking like some really dope, chill vibes kind of thing, like that's it right there. It, it's got you. It's going to suck you in and it's going to sound super dope. Yeah. You cooking dinner or whatever you're doing, you need some background music for whatever. Put the shit on it's fire. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good pick, Polly. Uh, I did want to shout out to my, my cousin who just dropped uh, Booney Mayfield. Um, we've, been collaborating for quite a long time. Like I said, that's my cousin. That's my fam. We've, we've done our own projects. So of course I'm going to do a shameless, 
uh, you know, shout out because this is my fam. I have the platform. He's doing his thing out in LA right now. He's got his own podcast and everything like that. But Booney Mayfield, if you've never heard of him, he used to go by Boondock way back in the day. Um, one of the first people who would get on, you know, YouTube and upload videos of himself creating beats and making like a tutorial, um, you know, millions and millions of views on his beats, uh, helped inspire a lot of other cats nowadays. I got a dude named Jay Black Beats, um, who literally shouted out Booney, said that he was one of his main influencers of making it. He's like one of the top, uh, streamers or influencers when it comes to beats on YouTube and everything else. Uh, but he dropped a little five EP joint called the black, uh, Booney Mayfield presents black Floyd, the one man band EP really dope. Um, this is what my cousin does. <laughs> it's just got that, that he basically wants to mix like that psychedelic sound from the seventies, almost like, uh, just like it's called black Floyd. You know, he wants to take that from pink Floyd a little bit, very big inspiration to him and kind of, you know, transform it and, and make it metaphorical. I'm gonna have to get him on here, man. I'm gonna call him one day. We'll get it on here. Um, have a little interview with him. He's, he's really inspirational, really dope. He's done a lot of commercials and a lot of movie scores, stuff like that. Um, but this is what he does. He make, He's just a musician. He makes some really dope music. So I wanted to call that one out. Uh, go check that one out on Spotify and Apple Music. Hell yeah. Check that shit out. And f- so finally, uh, last album I wanted to talk about was the f- uh, first posthumous album from Mac Miller, Circles. Yeah. Rest in peace, my guy. Yeah, rest in peace to Max. So we played it last week, Song of the Week. We played Good News, uh, but the album finally dropped. And he was making it the same time as he made Circles, the album that dropped a month before he passed away. He was making the albums together around the concept swimming. of swimming in circle. Oh, swimming, sorry. Yep. Swimming from uh, 2018. And the concept was swimming in circles. So Circles dropped out and dropped last Friday. Uh, all proceeds from any merch and album sales Mac going to the Mac Miller foundation. Yes, sir. Pittsburgh. Um, so kind of hearing this album kind of makes you understand why his, his family wanted this album to get released. Right. Um, I think it's something the world needed. Yeah. I totally agree on that. Um, Mac Miller, like how, how it, how it sounds and everything else. It's, it's, it's definitely something that the world needed right now. For sure. And it's, it's just kind of crazy. It's kind of sad, but really optimistic messages to it. And especially what makes it sad is to see it through the lens of the artistic growth that Mac Miller made through his career. Right. You know, starting out as, as kind of a frat rapper, um, you know, a lot of people probably to this day still still think that that's what he is, but his music always really progressed, sometimes really drastically. Right. Um, you know, I would say around the time when the Divine Feminine came out, he kind of switched up his whole sound right there. He wasn't really rapping anymore. He was more singing. Um, it was more of a selection kind of a sound to it. You can tell that the, that Shafiq Hussein type of L.A. sound was really influencing him around that time. Yeah, uh, sulfur, soulful, spacey, R and B kind of music. Right. Well, even before then, I think I think his music took a lot of turns. I mean, when you go back from the best day ever, 
mm-hmm. to when he comes he comes to say Blue Slide Park, and then everything after that from even Blue Slide to um, watching movies. Yeah, sound off. Like that was the first time like I heard him get back to rapping, rapping. Like I was like, okay, spitter. Like he's going yes. from spitter. He went from like I'm just gonna rap bars and I'm gonna spit at you, and then. The next album after that, I believe, was uh, Good AM. And Good AM was like a mixture of both where he's, try- he's trying a lot of different things. But then you hear the jazzy influences because some of the beats are like trap, trap jazzy a little bit. Yeah, and that's um, kind of when like he started. Shit. And that's <laughs> kind of when he started doing the Larry Lovestein like side project, where, which was straight kind of love songs on jazz. Yeah. Yep. So he's kind of dropping those in the background. He's doing the Larry Fisherman shit with Vince Staples at that time too, yep. which is like West Coast G-Funk kind of, you know, with 808s kind of sound. Yep. Straight, but straight hip hop shit. Um, that was his, that was his producer itch, you know, of him playing a lot of different instruments and everything else. Uh, who knew he was so talented? I didn't even know he could play the piano like that until we started hearing a lot of the things and a lot of the things that he produced. And uh, he had a lot of uh, input on a lot of these tracks and he would lay down at least part portions of the track a lot. Um, and then, you, like you said, you get to the divine feminine and that's even different from, from the albums that he had even between that. So it, it really just shown his growth over the time. And like you said, watching it through the, the lens, it happened in such a quick amount of time. Like, I will say he was famous like at 16. Like, so he, yeah. he had that window, uh, but he died at 26 years old. Yes. So that's in a 10 year span. He was able to go from the little kid who's making, you know, popular, um, pretty much white kid music. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would call it. Like, right. I don't know what else to call it. Um, to then a rapper who's like, okay, I'm a legitimate rapper, like hear me out to then somebody who has a message and then be able to turn it into something as, as great as it was. And, and not only like a legit rapper, but he is in the middle of like when TDE starts blowing up. Right. Yeah. He easily could have phased out and disappeared. We were, too, we were just laughing kind of like Asher Roth yeah. <laughs> was in that same window. Like yeah. he could have, he could have definitely fallen off the planet like Asher Roth did. Like he came out of nowhere. He was going to be that next white rapper and then poof, he disappeared. And it was already hard enough to be a white rapper because I'm sorry, like not, we're going to talk about this next rapper and probably know what we're talking about. We're going to talk about him next. And that's one of those things like, uh, outside of him, who else is going to kind of do the torch or change things? And I used to, I, I really used to give him a hard time for it. Like, uh, especially early on, but he grew. That was the biggest thing is like his music and his sound grew. It didn't uh, stay the same. It wasn't stagnant. And he wasn't trying to sound like the other white rappers. He wasn't trying to make white music for mainstream. He was just making great music in general. There was no, like, I'm going to go chase the bag idea for him. It was just, he was going to make great music and it was going to resonate versus just making music for what it is. Right. And it's, you know, looking back at it, he's just putting his soul into this music. He's going through all this pain and he's really aware of it and kind of documenting it for you to be able to get through that situation as well. Right. Um, And expressing himself through music. It's just really amazing to the, you know, when you kind of view the whole transformation of it to, to what circles is. So, um, right. 
you know, swimming was really a lot of self-doubt. Um, it's basically comes down to like the divine feminine Max in love with Ariana Grande. So he makes a love album right there. And then swimming is kind of like the struggles of losing that love. Right. And I would say circles is kind of finding the hope after that. Right. And, but he takes a completely different sound on this one. So, uh, there's a cover on here of Arthur Lee. Um, I think that's everybody. Yeah. Cover of Arthur Lee. Um, then there's, you know, songs that sound straight like the Beatles on here. Um, there's surf, which sounds like a Jack Johnson. I think that's even why it's named surf. Like it sounds like a Jack Johnson track. Right. Um, blue world, which is a disclosure produced amazing beat on there. I would put that, you know, towards the top of his discography of, of tracks that he's made. Absolutely. That's definitely my favorite song on this album. Yeah. <laughs> Blue World is I don't definitely. know what about it is, but it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. And we were reading that, that article from John Bryan who mm-hmm. helped finish off this project. Uh, John Bryan has worked with the likes of uh, the, Kanye West, he made late registration. Yeah, he helped with late registration. He did a lot of those types of, of people that he's worked with. You know, he he just has a, a a good, solid background in music. And he's worked with a lot of other people. Fiona Apple, uh, Paul Thomas, uh, Anderson. Yeah, Janelle um, Monet. Janelle Monet. yeah. So producer, composer, and he yeah. works on movies. He did movie scores for Eternal Sunshine. Uh, and and on, on the spotless mind, and that's obviously yeah. one of the best movies like ever. Yeah. Um. So him to kind of work with work with him on that, it, it definitely is great. And hearing his side, and and it sucks even for him. Even he said it was really kind of hard to work with, is because you're trying to finish it through a lens of what he hoped or the what he can interpret of what where Mac was going. Luckily, a lot of these songs were already done, so there wasn't uh, like overly a lot of stuff to do to finish it off but um it's really hard to work on a project like that especially when you get close to somebody like that um because he also worked with swimming um, yeah <clears throat> with mac too and he helped him with all the composition and, this, and a lot of that um and and on the back end as well and became very very close with him that's very hard to see it and but try to finish it off in that in that same light that he would and i think he did a great job i mean there's not much much else that you can do you know um, but I think he did a great job of bringing everything together and making everything sound cohesively. Um, and then that playlist that, that you sent me, Polly, where they kind of sh- uh, shuffled everything together with both the swimming album and circles together. Yeah. Um, I was kind of trying to listen to the flow. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, it kind of makes sense on where he was going and uh, definitely hearing the the things about water, like water being the consistent, always moving, it's constantly moving, it's flowing. Yeah. Um, that was like a really dope way of, of viewing things. So um, super, super great project, man. Um, I'm so glad that we got this. This part of it is, is somewhat of a closure. Very, very sad. Um, I'm sure there'll still be some tracks that may come out here or there. Um, but still, it's just, it's it's one of those things that it's very, very hard to listen to it. I got very emotional listening to it. I know a lot of people who did, at least yeah. people who followed the career um, uh, of Mac Miller and everything that he did. 
And, you know, I grew as a fan as well over since basically, like I said, for me, it was like Good AM again, where he kind of turned it back on, you know, movies was good. And then he went to Good AM as well. And I was like, one of, that's when I really keyed back into him. Um, Cause I actually got the, I've been, had the pleasure to at least see him, but I wasn't really liking the music that he was making at the time. So, yeah. but the artist he became after that, uh, watching him perform, he's actually a fantastic fucking performer. He was. Um, so it, it was like one of those things to watch. Like it was actually really uh, mesmerizing. And then to just see his, his growth and how many albums and how much consistency he found within 10 years, man, that's, that's what I want to see. That's what I would want to see out of any artist. Um, and ones that continuously grow or continuously get better. Like, I don't, I don't care. He's up there with Kendrick in that, in that retrospect, um, especially during that same time frame of being able to make something impactful and continuously keep evolving. Like Kendrick evolved, um, Mac evolved, uh, Isaiah Rashad was evolving. You know, he's kind of hit yeah. that stop because he hasn't put nothing out, but he was like at that point, um, J Cole is evolving. Um, you, you get a lot of those different, pieces and you get to see that from an artist and that's what helps you stick and grow with artists as you evolve and uh i got a lot of that out of mac and um this was like a great closure for me like i just love the the ending of it basically to have this album and say this is this is it but um this is what we get for a legacy i also think it, it puts a good kind of bow on the the career of mac miller um right i mean it circles so it kind of you know closes the loop of his career because I don't know, it's, it's just kind of amazing. Cause you know, sometimes he's even singing about depressing shit, but there's always like a positive light at the end of the tunnel message kind of, um, you know, that everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be our, I'm gone, but it's okay. Right. We're going to move on. And I think a lot of that will come down through the artists that he had inspired at such a young age that, that'll carry the scene and, and really blow up over the next couple of years. Uh, I hope so, man. I hope, I hope people actually take this though as a learning lesson and learn from this and learn from his mistakes of what he had to deal with, with demons and not necessarily mistakes. It's just that he had demons to deal with. And, um, you know, especially with the drugs and everything else, um, pick, everybody has a poison. I'm not going to say you're not going to do bad things or make bad decisions or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but really just sit down and take a moment to think about what's impacting not only for you, but the people around you. And, you know, is this really what you need to do? Get help. Yeah. Ask for help. Um, that's the biggest thing is mental health is, is not a game. So just ask for help. You don't, don't have to be ashamed to ask for help. Um, and it sucks that he was kind of like crying for help through his music yeah. and there wasn't anybody else who could save him at the moment. And it really does suck because that was such a great career um, that was coming to a point of where he was just reaching his peak. He wasn't even there yet. He was almost there. And uh, yeah, it really sucks that we had to see, see a, an artist like himself go, but too many good people dying from bad drugs. Yeah, man. So be, be safe out there. Be, you know, seek help if you need it. If you don't, use in moderation. Test your shit. Stick, stick to the, stick to the, the natural, natural shit. Yeah, the stuff, the stuff that ain't gotta be all chopped up and done in the laboratory. Stay away from all that. If you gotta yeah. get anything that comes in a pill form from a lab, that's probably not the shit that you want, man. Just, just, yeah, just man. really think about it. You know, be smart. And, and there's, there's stuff that you can 
take that. You don't have to take pills for if you have pain and shit like that. So, right. You know, seek some help just because your doctor give it to you. I mean, it's good for you. Exactly. Probably the worst shit you can get. And then when they stop refilling your shit and you got to go to the streets, the the streets are going to fucking kill you. Exactly. Ask Delonte West. Oh man. That's so sad. Yeah. That video you sent me, bro. Super sad. Super sad. Imagine a dude falling from the top. Just won an NBA championship and now he's on the streets, strung out, calling himself Donald Trump or the president. The real president, man. Feels crazy. That guy, it's, I mean, he needs to get some help. He needs to talk to somebody that, and understand that getting help is in his best interest. Um, You know, and if you're struggling with any kind of shit like that, just talk to somebody, talk to, Whoever you're most comfortable with, you know, if if it's your friend, your teacher, your parents, just talk to somebody. Right. Got to. You got to be able to talk to somebody. That's all we got to say on that. All right. Let's do the track of the week. Yeah. So the track of the week uh, from an upcoming album, which also the album title comes from Mac Miller lyric. Uh, Thundercat announced he's dropping a new album called It Is What It Is. It is what it is. In April. And this this one looks legendary. It does. Well, Thundercat's a legend too, though. Yeah, Thundercat's, Thundercat's everywhere. Uh, I think he touches everything in life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think all these, I think all these tracks um, and everything that he does is just, it. it's reaching all of the above. And he, he, man, he, he just has his hands in everything. Like I, I look at so much, so many people that he's touched over this last decade and it feels like he's touched everybody. Like we, we can tell almost where the Thundercat kind of sound is on. Like, you know, he's yeah. there. Um, just he's because he's the bass. He's, I, I think the best bassist in the world right now. For sure. There's a couple other people, but I think he, he's my favorite at least. He's got a unique kind of uh, effect or something on his bass. That you yeah, it almost sounds like it almost sounds like a him. piano, almost like or a harp, mm-hmm. like a tenor harp or something. You know, yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. He plays a six string, um, and he's just amazing. He used to be the bassist for the Suicidal Tendencies punk rock kind of rock band, um, and you you've definitely heard him featured on some of your favorite tracks. Played a big part with. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly, which was the album of the decade. For a lot for of people, you. yeah. yeah. And Same for me. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, frequent collaborator with Flying Lotus. So he was the producer of the year for you. So, yep. you know, almost every Flying Lotus track got the Thundercat bass on it. And Flying Lotus, a co-executive, produced this album with Thundercat. Yes, sir. In April, it's called It Is What It Is. Um, Some great features on this album as well. I mean, just this track alone, uh, Steve Arrington and Steve Lacey. Yes. (laughs) Boy. Um, And this is the single version. They said the album version has Childish Gambino feature on it. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, I really, really got to hear this. Like, I <laughs> I need to hear this ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> if it's still those three on there, but then you just add Childish on it, man, come on. This dude, this dude is killing it. The, I, I don't know 
why he got to do it like this, but I'm glad that he's doing it. <laughs> she's also got uh, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil B will be on the album, Lewis Cole, and of course, Zach Fox, who is like his best friend, his spirit. Yeah. And they're like each other's spirit animals, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the biggest trolls of each other too. It's so funny. <laughs> the way that they troll each other, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Is Zach Fox back on Twitter yet? I don't think he, he must got a burner account somewhere. He has to, because I don't, I, his, his, he's still banned. I haven't seen his page come up, but Free I got Fox. depression was the funniest thing I, I heard of all 2019. Um, <laughs> I think I laughed for forever. Yeah. His account's <laughs> still suspended, bro. Yep. <laughs> Damn. He, he got suspended more than, than uh, Tyreek Hill or any of those dudes. <laughs> yeah, Man. it's super funny. All he said was some wild shit. He did say some wild shit on Twitter, but it was still good. <laughs> I don't remember what the what he finally said to get banned, but it was some wild shit. I can't remember what exactly it was, but it was some wild shit. <laughs> anyway, Man. so we got the track of the week right here. Yeah. This is Thundercat. The track is called Black Qualls. Y'all better tap in. Y'all better listen. And enjoy this shit. Take the antidote, motherfuckers. I just brought a grill on top of the hill. And I bought a brand new ride. And I'm keeping it real.
subscribe. Please leave us a 5-star review. Take the antidote.com.